Bishop Zakaria. He and his team had desired to reach Chinyanga with the gospel, but they lacked the skills to do so. So our Bible study program came as a gift from heaven to them. Hello and welcome to the Word in Action podcast from Bible League International. I'm your host, Michael Woolworth. The Christian community in the country of Tanzania in Africa is growing, but many pastors lack access to training and resources to reach others with the gospel. Today you'll hear from my colleague Anton on how God is using Bible League to equip believers in Tanzania to share the good news. Anton, welcome, and you recently visited uh, Tanzania. That's a country I visited uh, not too long ago, and I I can remember this is home to Mount Kilimanjaro, the Serengeti's here, you know, there's a lot of giraffes and zebras and many bird species, many many tribes that uh, call uh, Tanzania home. I remember the uh, the Maasai uh, people. What can you tell us about Tanzania and its people? Yeah, well, the, the first thing that uh, came to my mind, comes to my mind, is um, that the people I met, uh, they often told me that Tanzanians are peaceful. And from what I've seen, that's true. The atmosphere in the places that we visited was indeed peaceful, and the people were friendly, very welcoming. Uh, even while walking around with our huge cameras on crowded marketplaces, which often causes irritation in other countries. But the lo- locals didn't take offense at all, and even were eager to have their f- pictures taken. <laughs> so, yeah, very friendly and peaceful people but at the same time i saw a lot of poverty i think tanzania is easily one of the poorest countries i ever visited especially in the rural areas where most people are subsistence farmers Uh, there's a distressing lack of almost all commodities you can think of no electricity no running water no proper health care no schooling Hmm. i've seen small children not older than eight plowing the fields because their parents just can't miss the extra pair of hands. So, yeah, extreme poverty. Yeah, this is a part of the world, too. You know, you think about maybe 50, 100 years, um, known in terms of a spiritual sense as kind of steeped in spiritual darkness. Now, you'd hear a lot about, uh, the, you know, the pagan practices, the ancestral worship, animism, you know, the belief that there's spirits and places and things. Um, things have taken a turn on the continent of Africa. And I'm not saying it's uh, entirely uh, Christianized. Uh, things have taken a, a turn, uh, even in a country like uh, Tanzania where there's a growing uh, population of Christians, right? Did you see evidence of this? The, you know, Talk about kind of the Christian uh, influence that you saw there uh, in Tanzania. Yeah, well, first of all, the things you mentioned about animism and things like that are very true for Tanzania. Uh, there's still a lot of sorcery going on, uh, people consulting witch doctors also because there are no medical doctors available. But indeed, when I arrived at the airport of Dar es Salaam, which is the eco- economic capital of Tanzania, uh, the first thing I noticed was a large church under construction, but I thought it was a hopeful sign. Mm. And I can't really speak into Christianity growing in the higher circles of influence. Um, I know that the current uh, president is a Muslim, but uh, on a smaller scale, I know and have also seen uh, that rural schools and hospitals almost always are being run by churches or Christian organizations. And I think that's a very important level of presence and influence, and that's increasing. Uh, And also I've seen a great openness for the gospel of Christ in the places where our Bible study programs are running. People are very eager to join and receive uh, their own copy of God's Word. Mm, that is encouraging, yeah. Uh, you met with pastors and lay people, uh, just Christians in general. Uh, many of those are end users of Bible League study materials and, and Bibles. Talk about a few of your experiences. You sat down and shared meals with others, maybe you attended a worship service, and just through general interactions with people. Um, I don't know if you speak a, a mean Swahili. I mean, Anton, every time I travel, I think, I wish I knew more uh, of the local language or language which is right to be able to interact more, but uh, to talk about just some of those experiences with with believers uh, in that country. 
Well, I guess uh, you know the phrase Hakuna Matata. <laughs> I, I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Which means something like uh, don't worry. And another phrase in, in Swahili is uh, important for us uh, in our work is Mungu Akubariki. No. Uh, yeah. God bless you. So, but my knowledge of Swahili doesn't go much further than that. Um, <laughs> Somehow you managed to communicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Using English. Uh, English is is, uh, is quite well known across the country and uh, our, our partners uh, have a good knowledge of English. So we could communicate. Talking about, you know, conversation over meals. Uh, I think what I said earlier, that the, the people being friendly and, and uh, positive, even amidst their dire situations, um, laughing, making jokes, you know, being very peaceful. That's 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 the impression I, I got the most mm-hmm. uh, while talking to uh, to those people. You met with uh, a couple of pastors that uh, were trained to lead Project Philip uh, Bible studies. Of course, our listeners are well acquainted with uh, that program. And then those studies led to church plants. Uh, but uh, Anton, you said those pastors really had no formal training to plant churches. Why is it hard for pastors in a country like Tanzania to access adequate training and to be able to carry out ministry? Why is that such a, a challenge? Yeah, you were talking about uh, Pastor Shadrach and uh, Pastor Jacob. Mm-hmm. Uh, they followed the, our Project Philip training in the partner church in Shinyanga, the place where our uh, partner is uh, located. Um, and they were sent out to start Bible study groups, uh, groups which indeed uh, developed into churches. Mm-hmm. Our partner church does support them, but doesn't have the means and resources to properly educate them. And I think that's because there is simply no such practical training available in, uh, in Shinyanga. There are Bible schools or seminaries, but what they teach uh, focuses mostly on doctrine and preaching. And that's, Mm. of course, very important, but it doesn't help young pastors establish and manage new churches. So they just lack the the training and the resources to to carry out their ministry. Yeah, and of course, those barriers, if you will, um, they provide an opportunity for Bible League, right? Um, How are we responding to those spiritual uh, needs and opportunities? Currently, we are running the Project Philip uh, Bible Study Program. Um, with that, we are providing lots of Bible study materials and Bibles, helping local believers to become evangelists. And uh, Bishop Zakaria, the head of our partner church, told me that the introduction of Project Philip was the answer to a lot of his prayers. Uh, he and his team had desired for many years to reach the vast rural area around Xinyanga with the gospel, but they lacked the skills and the resources to do so. So our Bible study program came as a gift from heaven to them. Mm. Uh, at the same time, I see tremendous opportunities for uh, Bible League's church planter training because that will provide them with the practical knowledge and skills to plant, manage, and nurture new churches. Again, that's a country that I visited. Anton, I remember giving out a, a Bible to the former village witch doctor, 65 years of age. The woman's mm. name was Mabel, and there were hundreds that we gave Bibles to. I can remember we were at this shanty church uh, deep in the heart of Tanzania. Very hot day. It always is in Africa, right? But you had you had about yeah. a, there were about a thousand people uh, watching this ceremony, and I gave out I gave the Bible to Mabel. I'm not a Swahili speaker, so I had to have somebody translate this. But when I gave it to her, Anton, she held it above her head ten times louder each time, said, "I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm a new creation mm. in Christ." And of course, I, you know, after that, I learned what her story was. Again, she was held in very very high regard as the village witch doctor, 65 years of age. She did well for herself. People respected her, um, but she had left all of that. Uh, to follow Jesus, and I can remember it was uh, it was Super Bowl week here in America, and uh, I can't tell you who played in that game, but I tell you, I will never forget <laughs> giving that Bible in the Swahili language uh, to Mabel. And one of the pastors, as I stepped out of there, because frankly, I'm 
I hate to admit this, I'm almost bawling as I as I saw this exchange, right? And of course, when I do those things, I can't help but think of our donors who give so sacrificially to see those kingdom transactions happen. But I'm outside of the church, and the windows were open, and I could see people almost climbing in to see what was going on there. They weren't necessarily members of that church. In fact, a pastor by the name of Abraham, who spoke uh, both uh, English and Swahili, said, Michael, he said, this is a literal and figurative picture of Christianity right now in in, in uh, in Africa, definitely in Tanzania, he said, people inside the church are not ashamed to say, I'm a new creation in Christ, right? He said, those on the outside, like the ones you see here, he said, they're wondering, uh, what's going on here? Who is this Jesus? I mean, that was Mabel, the village witch doctor, who left all of that to follow uh, the Lord. It was uh, it was a really amazing experience. That's per- somebody I'll never forget. Those are people, those are sights and sounds, experiences I'll, I'll never forget. Surely you've had, you had some encounters like that uh, on your, uh, your recent visit, yes? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, by the way, it's a very impressive story that you were just uh, told. One of the persons I met was uh, Mr. Giganga, uh, who used to be a drunkard um, and be- who beat up his wife uh, and always disturbed her life. Hmm. Um, and he told me it was the poverty and the frustration of not being able to care for his family that led him to excessive drinking. He was cultivating his crops only to pay his debts, he said, so sought re- refuge in, in drinking a lot. Um, he came to Christ through our Bible study program in 2020 uh, after having been married for 34 years. So imagine 34 years of violence and, and abuse in that marriage. Hmm. And after his conversion, the violence in his family ended. Uh, and now they are experiencing the peace that surpasses all understanding. Hmm. It was great to witness this man being involved in a Bible study with very serious commitment. And now he's also reaching out to other villagers who are often idol worshippers, sharing with them his newfound faith. So that was a very impressive uh, conversation I had with them. Another one is with a teacher, uh, teacher Lawrence, who works at a secondary school where Project Philip for Youth is uh, running. And he told me how the learning results of the students had improved while they were going through the Bible study program and how the level of absenteeism drastically decreased, Mm. but also how even Muslim children were very committed to the program. And because of that, many of the parents have become interested in the program as well because they were seeing the transformation in their children's lives. So it's a multiplication effect that you you see happening. It's very, very impressive. Mm. It's a couple ways that we can pray uh, for ministry uh, there in Tanzania. I would say, first of all, we we should thank God for linking us with such a strong church partner in Tanzania. Uh, Bishop Zakaria and Pastor Nicodemus, who is our ministry leader, are really great stewards of the resources that we provide them with. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love how they maintain a solid planning and work in a very well-structured manner. And I'd also praise God for the open hearts and minds that we encounter in our ministry. And then we need to pray that not one of these open hearts will remain unattended, and that we as Bible can expand our ministry in Tanzania in a way that meets their specific needs, especially when it comes to church planting. Anton, there's thousands that listen to this uh, podcast. Um, what would you say to these people who advocate for, they pray for a uh, Bible league, they're generous with their uh, finances, um, they want to know uh, what's going on uh, in this ministry around the world. What would you say to those people uh, regarding their investment? Is is there a good return on investment? Is this something they should continue to support? <laughs> I would tell them on behalf of our Tanzania partners and the people that uh, are receiving uh, the scriptures and the training that our, our supporters' work definitely is not in vain. Uh, all the people I met expressed tremendous appreciation for those faithful supporters of the Bible League ministry. 
I wish they could see what I have seen while driving through the rural Shinyanga area, where we found Bible study groups in village after village, really everywhere. And uh, Mr. Jiganga, whose story I told, is just one of the many uh, whose lives have been eternally transformed by the good news of Jesus. Well, that's so encouraging to hear how lives are being transformed as people are reached with the gospel. Anton, thanks for sharing your experiences from your recent trip to Tanzania in Africa. And friends, thank you for listening today and for supporting Bible League with your prayers and financial gifts. Will you follow Bible League on social media? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can sign up for our e-newsletter and verse of the day at BibleLeague.org. That's BibleLeague.org. And let us know how today's program impacted you. You can email us at podcast at BibleLeague.org. I'm Michael Woolworth for the Word in Action podcast.